This is the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, November 28th. How was your Thanksgiving, Corey? It was fine. How was yours? Uh, you know, pretty good. Uh, and, you know, that's the most Minnesotan thing I could have said there. Oh, it was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was pretty good, you know. Did I you try to... cranberries for the first time? No. Why start now, right? I mean, I've already gone this far. I just look like a coward if I turn back. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of things I am, but I am no coward. Uh, unless you confront me, in which case maybe maybe I am a coward. Yeah, unless uh, it's you want me to try cranberries, then I'm a little afraid to eat those. <laughs> <laughs> you know, on, on Thanksgiving night, I, I thought about a lot of things, uh, not so much cranberries, but as the night went on, you know, I had this weird uh, fascination, Corey, with, with getting a grill, I think. Not yeah. not like a not like a charcoal grill or even a gas grill. Uh, not even a Traeger grill. Sure, sure. A big sure. green egg. Not even any of those. Uh, I was thinking about a grill, like on the front of your teeth. Yeah. You know, like those those things people put on their teeth. It really, it really looks cool. I don't know for whatever reason. It might have been might be some otherworldly wide receiver the Vikings have who couldn't eat his Thanksgiving turkey on national TV due to his grill. How good is that? I mean. We I know this happened on Thursday, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it Friday. So what a what a game by Justin Jefferson! I mean, he is just incredible. He's incredible. I uh, as we talked about a little earlier this morning, um, even an all time curmudgeon, Patrick Royce says Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in Vikings history. Like there's some pretty there's two Hall of Fame receivers in the Vikings history. No, I don't. And I'm not even willing to say that that's probably true yet, but for Royce to say that, you know he's on board. Like, he is so, he's so good and so reliable. Um, It's really fun. I don't know. I'm glad he's, I'm glad he plays for my favorite team. Yeah, I mean, he's so good. And like you said, even if you don't consider him in that Chris Carter, Randy Moss category, he's at least putting, he's putting himself in very good position to get there. How do you not, like, to the uh, the counter argument to that is he's passed Randy Moss in every statistical category up to this point. Mm-hmm. He career wise hasn't done what Chris Carter's done or what Randy Moss. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, at, he's certainly on pace to do it. Yeah, it's he's really. I've been lucky to watch a lot of good receivers for the Vikings in my years. A lot. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty darn good. How how good is Justin Jefferson? How good is his charisma? Well, one, like you said, Corey, he's getting Patrick Royce, the all-time curmudgeon, uh, to get on board with the Justin Jefferson hype train. He also can get the whitest man on the planet uh, to say this. I have to ask all of you, I mean, we've seen you with the chains, we've seen you shirtless. What are you going to do? How are you going to top that tonight? Well, he's got grills. That's probably the next step. I need to go get some custom grills. i got to call my dentist. I don't know if my dentist back in Holland, Michigan gets a lot of requests for grills, but I need to call him. <laughs> but uh, I feel like I'm at Walt Disney World right now with his turkey leg. I'm enjoying this. I, I mean, uh, so, Corey, you think uh, Kirk Cousins' dentist in, in Michigan can can get him a custom grill? i got to call my dentist is one of the more on-brand things Kirk Cousins has ever said. <laughs> By the way, Kirk Cousins' teeth white as snow. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Just they like are. his complexion. Of course they are. Uh, there's a that that he's probably the first public apology that we uh, we all need to make is um, uh, 
turns out he's maybe a little more self-aware than we ever realized. <laughs> Touche. Turns out maybe the past situation for him was not good at all, and uh, he was just too good of a person to throw anybody under the bus. Turn, turns, Touche. Good for him. You know when when you're the when your boss has never wanted you to step foot in the building. It's really hard to feel comfortable going to work, wouldn't you say, Corey? I would say that's true. Like, if you show up every day and your boss is just looking for a reason to blame you for why things are going poorly, and some of it you could take credit for, but also a lot of it is not, especially looking back, a lot of the blame wrongfully being put on on you. You're not going to like going to work. Like you're not gonna like going to work. It you never like going to work if your boss, if you you and your boss don't see eye to eye. But if your boss is out to get you, or in the sense, if your boss just has contempt for you being in the building, I mean, it's just a sour relationship from day one. It's so funny because statistically, one of one of if not the worst year of his professional life mm-hmm. this year, but. <laughs> He's doing all of the things that the former regime was pretty insistent on him not being able to do. Yeah. Which is end of halves, end of games. Let's turn it over to him to make good throws to good people. It's not like the receivers have ever been bad for him. No. Or for an old regime or the new regime. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's um it's a it's wild. It's very they're they are a very weird team to watch. They're very weird, but fun. Yeah, it's fun. I, they're, they're they're the weirdest nine and two team I've ever seen. They, um, I think I've used the word before. They're they're kind of trustworthy. Where, it, when it comes time for them to need to score, it seems like they do. You just don't know what's going to happen for like two and a half quarters. Like, the, what's happening right now with this team? Can they do anything? And then the other team scores, and you're like, okay. Watch this. They're going to put something together here. And they do every single time. It's very fun. It looks like the Vikings are completely out of a football game. And then all of a sudden, Dalvin Cook rips off a 71-yard touchdown run. It looks like the Vikings are completely out of a football game on Thanksgiving night against Bill Belichick. And Kenny Nwongwu comes out of nowhere to get an 100-yard kickoff return after getting bottled up all night. It, it, like it's those kind of things. The Vikings' offense goes stagnant until the final five minutes when Kirk Cousins has a game-winning drive on a beautiful touchdown pass to Adam Thielen. And which, by the way, if you see the replay of that play, Justin Jefferson gets three defensive backs to all follow him across the field. Like that's how good he was. Which means Adam Thielen gets to run wide open in the back part of the end zone. I I want to. Uh, go back. You mentioned the the one return kickoff return for a touchdown. I listened to the first half of that game, mm-hmm. a, a lot of the first half, I should say. And uh, Paul Allen goes, uh, ba- basically, is like they're kicking it short and really bottling up Kenny Peter. What do they got to do about like what's going on with that? And Bursich was like. This there's a deliberate set. They're kicking it short and high, so that way they can just get coverage. And Bursich said, "This is a hat on a hat situation. Every guy's got to pick up one guy, and it's just a thing they're gonna have to figure out." Paul. And then halftime happened, 
right? Because it was a second half kickoff, right? Then halftime happened, and then they came out and returned a kick because that. So they like they show an ability to make adjustments on the fly at halftime. That's one of those things. It was really cool to hear PA ask that question to Bursich and go, it's an adjustment they're going to have to make, and then see the adjustment happen. Mm-hmm. Zip, that guy's gone. That, he's he's a fun kick returner. Yeah. Haven't had one of them in a while. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, that's just the thing. Kenny Nwongo has three kickoff return touchdowns. He's in his second year in the league. Right. And, like, kickoff return touchdowns don't happen anymore. That's the kickoff, the kick return game isn't something that happens anymore in the NFL and the Vikings. Again, we've been pretty blessed with kick returners when you look from Percy Harvin to Cordero Patterson, then a few years in the middle of nothing to now Kenny Nwangu. It's been pretty, pretty awesome to see for the Minnesota Vikings. Well, Cordero now has the record, right? With nine, mm-hmm. re- nine kickoff he returns. He might have a Hall of Fame case, and he's a not good wide receiver. He is, he's the best I've ever seen kick. Like, Devin Hester, better punt returner. Yeah. Punt uh, returner, you have to be slippery, going, I think is the big thing. Cordero Patterson's a truck. Going back, um, Dante Hall played for Kansas City. Unbelievable punt returner. Um, uh, you know, Marcus Sherrills was slippery. He wasn't that fast, but he was a really... Uh, and Cordero could return punts, but his kickoff return ability was so, so fun to watch. Still is. He just got his ninth. So that's the record. Mm-hmm. His nine. He just got it, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Something like that? Fairly recent. Man, oh, man. That, this is just a weird... We've had weird Vikings teams before. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe like every year before. <laughs> <laughs> but they haven't been fun, right? Like last yeah. year's Vikings team was weird, and that was not fun. They weren't fun, no. This year, they're weird and fun, and I'd say I, I prefer that. Turns When you win games, it's a lot more fun, and the Vikings are reaping the benefits of that. Uh, speaking of a team that won... Over the weekend, Corey, the axe is staying in Minnesota. I don't have the rouser queued up, but, you know. It's fine. So there you go. It's fine. Uh, The axe stays in Minnesota. Corey, you got a gopher's hot take on your hands? No, no, no. I don't have. It's not really a a hot take. It's not really. It's a a course correction Mm -hmm. from last week uh, or the last time we chatted when we talked about how how do you you in particular how come you're running it as often like can you not throw the ball ever like what what is the deal and i countered that point by saying i don't know maybe you just got a bunch of guys that can't do it like tanner clearly can't do it maybe this guy that they brought in can't do it and sometimes you just have to do you just have to hand the ball off to your your seven your 74 year old running back and let him do work. And then Callie McManus threw for over 300 yards and you're like, "Okay, we can throw, <laughs> they can throw the football. Let so what the hell was that I like the whole time I'm watching that game, the Wisconsin game, I'm like, what were they doing against Iowa? It made me it made me retroactively upset about that Iowa game. Where in the moment I wasn't cuz I just wasn't sure he could do it. Mhm. And now that I know he can, it makes it even makes that even more frustrating. By the way, even more frustrating, that same Iowa team then played the next week and lost to Nebraska. 
So it's not right. good for them. And on the last game of the season, like all these Nebraska guys, half the team is transferring after this season. They don't care. Right. And they lost to them. And the Gophers would be in the Big Ten West if they could have just pulled out one of these games that they lost. One of these conference losses, whether it was to Purdue, to Illinois, or to Iowa, just all of uh, Penn State one, you can't really help. But like all three of those, the Gophers could have a shot to be in the Big Ten West and PJ said a quote. He was a little cheeky after the game, like, "Oh, against Iowa, everybody wanted me fired, and now this week, everybody loves me." And it's like, I, I get it. I get where he's coming from. There's a little bit of that bipolarness in sports, but at the same time, like PJ has set the he's he can take credit for raising the floor of the Gopher football program, like and ceiling. Yeah, he can take credit for that, but also that comes with expectations, like. You, you his got own your, expectations, by the way. He set them himself. He came in on his opening presser talking about winning national championships, so which again, I think we all kind of rolled our eyes at at the time. And also, nobody wanted him fired. We yeah. just didn't get it. It yeah. didn't make any sense. And that seems to be um, the the rule has always been at Minnesota: beat Wisconsin, you keep your job forever. Mm-hmm. That's tr- that's probably true. That's maybe we can check Iowa off next year. How about let's get Iowa too? That'd be nice. But um, but Iowa's bad. So at, at least so far, they here's a couple things that have been true about the Gophers, a PJ Fleck era Gopher team, and then I probably need to go. Um, they win their bowl games. Yep, they're gonna win their bowl game. Whatever, whoever it's against, whatever bowl game it is, they're going to have three weeks to prepare for it. They're going to win it because he does a really good job at getting his team prepared for those games. Down. They're going to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they win big games, right? They beat Wisconsin. Wisconsin's down this year, whatever. Uh, they were down-ish last year, whatever. but like... Wisconsin's a big game every year. It doesn't matter. They win those games. They beat Auburn, whatever. Uh, they also lose two games a year to teams that they should not. Iowa and Bowling Green, for example. That's a that's a preparation issue, too. So now, now it's like you can get up for the good games. You can coach for the good games and the good teams. How do you get an entire team ready and prepared and get yourself ready and prepared for a team that you should boat race because you should have boat raced Iowa? Yeah. I got to go. There goes Corey. Row the boat, Sky Mago Gophers. It is the morning sports desk for Monday, the 28th of November.